Hey, this is Nadine. This is Dan. And this is Weekend at Brady's, a podcast where we talk about whatever we want. Um, this month, we're going to be doing the first season of Wednesday. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and jump right in and talk about Wednesday. everything. Adams. Well, I guess it's not really... It's just the show Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday's a show. But um, new Netflix series, I guess relatively new. Huh. I mean, did it come out on Christmas? Yeah, I think it was, really, it was like within the last three months, right? It came out around Christmas, I think. Okay. It's been like the last month. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's fairly new. I, I mean, it's, I had to watch it twice because I had already watched it. Then I had to watch it again just for the podcast portion of it. I enjoyed it. Sorry, I got COVID again, so I'm a little tired today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> COVID yes. last time, COVID this time, all the COVID. So I, I actually really enjoyed it. I really liked the way they put the characters together. I really liked the actress that they chose for the series. I do wish, like I know the show is supposed to be centered around Wednesday Adams, but I do wish they had the relationship with her and her father in there a little bit more. But other than that, I think they did a fantastic job. I love the like surprise where the guy she was like kind of dating ended up being the bad guy. Yeah. I, I I really liked them together, but, <laughs> you know, it was yeah. a good surprise. It was a good surprise. Yeah, no, this show, I, first of all, the, the cast is phenomenal. All the uh, the adult actors and the kid actors, like, I think did an amazing job, and they just, like, worked together and created this world where, I guess I never really considered what Adam's family was outside of the Adam's family, and I don't know if this is, like, just kind of a new take on that or if it's just kind of doing its own thing, but... I'm, a, I'm definitely enjoying whatever they're they're putting into the show. I think it's just, like, their own thing. Because yeah. I don't think this is part of the original... Like, the Adams family themselves are weird, but I don't think they actually explicitly have, like, all these creatures in the original Adams family stuff. It's been a long time, though, since yeah. I've watched the originals. Yeah, I know there's been a lot of adaptations of the Adams <laughs> yeah. family, and, like, it's... I know... I, I, my biggest uh, memory is from when it was on, like, Nick at Night as a kid, and it was, like, the old school cast that was black and white. Yeah, it's been a really long time since I've seen that. Yeah. I, and they had a cartoon, too, and I don't remember that. I barely yeah. even remember the cartoon. The one that I remember the best is, like, The Addams Family Values, Yeah. where um, Christina Ritchie was playing Wednesday at the time. Yeah, I guess I'm, uh, <laughs> maybe I'm thinking too far back. But, yeah, that, I forgot about those, like, those, I think they're, like, in the 90s or 80s, the movies. They were really good with Christina Ricci as Wednesday. So, how did you like the show? Like, the progression of it? Um, so, I think at first... Because I did start to try to watch this, like, a couple weeks back before we decided to do a podcast on it. And I didn't really get much further past, like, the first episode and a half. And I think it didn't really just, like, catch me. But as, as you kind of, like... It starts to kind of turn into this, like, murder mystery kind of stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> well, it's like a murder mystery. It's like a whodunit murder mystery with monsters. Yeah. And then they think the monster is coming from the school. And the monster ends up being the sheriff who hates the kids from the school's son. So it's like a whole yeah. <coughs> whirlwind. I am sad to see the principal yes. of the school die. I love her. Everything she's ever been, I love her. So. No, I, I wanted to go into, like, even though they have such an amazing, like, adult cast, I feel like <laughs> there's not enough of them, and, like, two, like, one, they killed Gwendolyn Christie off, and two, like, Christina Ricci just ended up being, like... One of the bad guys. One of the bad guys, and I, So, like, where is the teachers now? Because they had, like, they had, like, three, I think, that I saw, and Christina Ricci was one of them, and the principal was Gwendolyn Christie, and then they had... The fencing teacher who I can't even remember his face. So, like, yeah. where, wh- who's going to be the teachers for the next season? Because they do have a next season coming out. <laughs> yeah, That's I mean, what the, I the way it ends, like, it's definitely you know, on a cliffhanger where, like... What well, doesn't end on a cliffhanger? Uh, kind of, where she gets the phone and she gets a text about, like... I get, yeah, I guess it's a cliffhanger. Yeah. I guess I'm so used to, like... Every show does that now. Yeah, I'm so used to it now. Like, yeah. it's... But, yeah, and, and like... I'm not completely upset about that, just because, like, I feel like the younger kid cast, like, the more they get into the show, the more you just fall in love with them, and they, like, do a great job at just being their own characters. Well, the cast that's the kid cast, they're not actually kids. Yeah, but I mean, the the younger cast, I should say. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I think they did a good job. I like, I really like that they picked uh, Jenna Ortega. I think she did an amazing job. Um, I think she, like, she was super, she was like, she was dry but snarky, kind of like Wednesday Adams oh, was. Oh, she, she nailed the Wednesday Adams characters without, like, being copying off of, like, previous, like, iterations of it. She, like, she did a really good job. But still was true to, like, what the character was. Exactly. I think it's a dog barking outside. Okay. Yeah, it could be the dogs and the, the neighbor's dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like that her best friend was, like, the complete opposite. Like, Sunshine Rainbow's Unicorns, like, literally. <laughs> who, who do you think my favorite character was? Sunshine Rainbow's Unicorns. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and I like, I like that Thing had an appearance in it, right? Oh, Thing? Thing was, like, the... The best character, dude. Like, I want a, I want a series just on Enid and, Th- and Thing, just them like having. I, I don't really know about that, but because uh, I liked Enid, though I don't think I liked her to the level okay. that you liked her. But I did like Thing a lot, and I really like that. That's actually like an, an actor. Like, they had a real actor wear a green suit and really? run around with I, his hand. That's the thing I did not know. <clears throat> yeah, well, but, I think like, it also made it easier to show like actual emotion. Yeah. Because, like, it's a human person yeah, doing it. Yeah, I... In CGI, I'm not 100% sure if they'd be able to... No, I, I think uh, that the fact that they pulled it off and it was a real hand is, is pretty cool now. I know. They did really, really good. And I really love... I love the costumes in this show. Right? Yeah. I love... Like, the uniform's, like, not my favorite, but, like, they have those private school uniforms for, like, every TV show kind of thing where yeah. they have, like, the private school. Um, but I do love, like the dresses they had them wear, you know, for the, um, what the heck is it called? The Snowden, the... It was a snow? No, it was the, the, it was like the prom. It was like the Yeah, dance. I know what you're talking I can't about. remember what it's called right now. But anyway, um, the Raven. The Raven. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Okay. Uh, the, but I love the, the dresses they had for that, right? I think they did an amazing job with dresses for that. I love the comp, the costumes they had for the competition, where they were at, like the Poe. Yeah. I love that the Poe Cup. I I love the costumes they did for that. That was fantastic. I love that the teachers had their own style. Like the principal was like, on point. Like her outfit was on point. And then I really love that they had uh, Christina Ritchie like have signature red boots, right? I thought yeah. that was just great. Like they I come thought, to play it in the end, but <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, like it, it feels like they just went raided like an antique shop <laughs> and like went to town with the all the costuming and then like the uh Well not even an antique shop, because some of it's definitely really modern. Like the yeah. the chick who was the siren, um I cannot remember her name right now. Bianca. <clears throat> Bianca, Jesus Christ. I like her um, too. I love Bianca. Uh, we'll get into that in a second, yeah. but I love like her her dress for that dance was like definitely modern and it was beautiful. She looked stunning in it, yeah. absolutely stunning. It was a beautiful dress. So that's what I'm think I'm saying. Like I really think they did a good job where where it was appropriate to have more vintage looking stuff, they had more vintage looking stuff. Where it was appropriate to have more modern looking stuff, they did uh, because I feel like they used like technology and being modern and all that and like and all that stuff kind of like to show even more of a greater like clash a little mm-hmm. bit between Wednesday and the counterparts that she met. Yeah. Yeah, and like I love <clears throat> just the, the the kind of the feel of that show gave you where it was like it definitely didn't take itself too seriously, but it did tell like a it was a very engaging story. story. Yeah. Yeah. It was I I like that you started it off with her <laughs> trying to murder this one team <laughs> like that was an epic start to the show and that, I think that's <laughs> the thing about the Adams family is like they, they are supposed to be ridiculous living in like a, the real world and like I think they created this to the kind of like make the school a little bit more ridiculous but still not even on the level yeah. of Adams family exactly like the yeah, Adams I mean, family are a step above they're not just weirdos they're weirdos to the weirdos like right like, that's <laughs> I don't know. I, I like. I want to dive deeper into like other Adams Family stuff, just to kind of like compare and contrast. But I think of most of it, the rest of it is actually much more like happy and like family oriented. This is the first one that actually started to get a little dark. Yeah. Which I think they should have done. You know. Yeah. I mean, before this, like they should have done in other aspects, because just like 
anything else that we like from when we were kids, having a portion of it more adult-like is not a bad thing. Yeah. You know, sometimes, or like, more closer to like what a teenager would like to watch because then it gets to have more developed and in-depth stuff to it. Yeah. It, it does put another layer to it. Like, not obviously not everything that's like done for kids should be done that way, but there's more than just this as an example. Like, The Winks. The Winx Club was a kid's show, and don't get me wrong, I remember it. It was a dark kid's <laughs> show, and I remember when I was babysitting kids, I was like, wow, they're literally, this is for children. But it was like a happy dark kid's show, and it was supposed to be really happy. But then when they did the teen version of it, the Fate, the Winx Saga or something like that, it's really good because it has more emotional depth to it, intellectual depth yeah. to a degree to it it has it has more twists and turns gets a little bit more complicated they can actually really run with the darkness to it without having to try to make it like fun and happy exactly. for the kids yeah and i think it goes to show because like <laughs> didn't this show like get rave reviews and mm-hmm. was like, one of the highest like watched shows on netflix yeah it was and it's i mean i think it's still in one of the in the top tens yeah. like it's it's still in that top 10 list and i think it's because they did such a good job. They did an amazing job with costuming. They did an amazing job with makeup. They did a great job as a writing team to write what they wrote. And I do think they did a really good job with the family dynamic with the Adams family. Uh, there was a couple things that I think some people were upset with that I also in some ways just agree with. Um, I know for Gomez Adams, people didn't like the actor they picked. I think he's perfect if you compare him to the cartoon. The original cartoon, he looks exactly like him. And I think he did a really great job with what they gave him. I just feel like he should have, there should have been more because there was a lot with Wednesday and her mother, um, but there wasn't as much with her and her father and they're supposed to have the special connection. And I feel like they made his character flatter than they should have. Yeah. And I would have liked to see more of that. But hopefully in season two, they're going to delve into that more and that would be great. Yeah, because I I think the whole premise of the show yeah. is to not have focus as much as a family which is fine but they do have that one episode with their mother where they kind of right go into their <coughs> history and like their and the whole point of the adams family is that the adams family always sticks together which is what makes yeah. them part of the reason what makes them different from other families is because they always have each other's back but they were showing in this that they have their issues but the problem with that concept is is you've never seen Lindsay adams as a teenager there is no such thing <laughs> As a teenager, not having a problem with one, if not both, of their parents at some point in time. So they made it realistic with the Adams family sense because she's still stuck with her family. Yeah. Which I liked. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the whole the show kicks off. The reason she wanted to kill the, the, the swim team was because they were making to, fun of his bro- her brother. Yeah, and she's like, only I get to torture yeah, him. That, that's actually another... I would like to see more... Uh, more of her and Pugsley, too. Pugs, more of her and Pugsley. Because <laughs> he's a flat character as well, but I feel like they kind of slipped that in... With uh, the friend, the B friend, what's the name? Eugene. Eugene, Jesus Eugene. Christ. Yeah. The COVID is giving me foggy brain. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. guys. Um, I feel like they kind of put that brotherly love in there yeah. with Eugene. Yeah, that's true. In a way, so that like it didn't feel like you were missing it, but it would be nice to see more of her actual interaction with her actual brother. And I would really like to see more in-depthness with her and her father, because they allude to it. She literally says, like, you did all these great things for me. And they did have flashbacks, but where are the flashbacks with her and her dad? That's what I wanted to see more. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah that makes a lot of sense. I forget okay. how much I, I did love the uh, Eugene character. Just, like, I loved how, like, she kind of kept it a secret how much she was, like, going and visiting him when he was sick and, like... Right, because emotions were, like, not a thing for her. Yeah. She was like, I don't do emotions, so I'm going to just hide the fact that I have any. But she's, like, she was the only person in the entire school that, like, really considered him a friend. Right, and she did actually go and hang out with him. And she yeah. apologized for being wrong and not sticking with him. Yeah. You know, double booking her. Yeah, so it's it's cool how they, like, I don't know, give her, like, I think the f- funny part of, like, the Adams family is all that they're, they're kind of, like, one-note characters in, like, previous takes. Kind like, of, and, and no at the same yeah. time. Uh, I think with Adams family values, they had... <laughs> yeah, I'd have to rewatch it, but... Yeah. But, like, she's not just, like, this kind of, like, too cool for school, deadpan girl. She actually has a lot of character depth. And she's also really smart and really talented and really capable with lots of things. I think they put a lot into the character and they made the characters more in-depth because they are more flat in the previous series. 
not that they're just like one bit, yeah. like you know what I mean, but they are, they are more one-dimensional yeah. characters. They're closer to having variety, like less variety to them to them than they are now. They all have more like. Oomph. Yeah, which uh, I guess speaking of like the depth of her character, like, what did you think of kind of like the team like drama and romance in this show? They had it, but they didn't. Yeah. At the same time. Like, they had the teen drama where they had, like, the love triangle that was also a love triangle. It was a love triangle square, I guess. I don't know. Um, and they had the romance in there for Wednesday, but Wednesday, like, didn't let it make her lose focus, which I like because in a lot of the teen dramas, it ends up being that the romance is their sole focus, right? Yeah. And it ended up being for her that the romance was, like, kind of a passing aside and that she really was didn't want to indulge in because it would distract her from what she thought was really important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is kind of funny. Like, I, it's probably actually more accurate to what mm. teen romance is, but the, the guys in this show, just because, like, Wednesday kind of hangs out the, with them once... They think like, oh, there's there's something between them. I don't think that's the you case. You don't think so? No, it's not that they... So the one guy that had the longer hair, uh-huh. he had a crush on her because when they were kids, she saved his life. Okay. And the other guy liked her because he saw how smart she was. Gotcha. And honestly, like he, some of it was because he was probably being told to go after her by the yeah. by Christina Ritchie, but... Um, he did say, like, I did really like you, but, like, I'm going to be doing this instead. Gotcha. And I think part of the reason why he really liked her is because she is quirky, because she is smart, and she showed that she was smart literally the second they met. She fixed an espresso machine for him yeah. that he couldn't even figure out how to do, and <laughs> it was true. all written in Italian, you know? Yeah. Um. So, like, I, I don't think it's it's quite how teen romances are, because do you remember when you were a teen, when you dated someone... You would have crushes on them for stupid reasons, yes, like yeah. different reasons than you would as an adult. But there was always like, oh, yeah, there's always a moment that like you, you connect on some other level than just like, oh, you you hung out one time. You know, yeah, like don't get me wrong, teenage boys are horny motherfuckers, yeah. but that's I don't think that's the reason why. Okay, and I do think in most teenagers, uh, and I obviously not all, but in a lot of teenagers, when you start to date, like that ends up being like your end all be all because. You're a teenager and you're all hormonal and you're like, oh my god, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with them, which usually doesn't happen. I mean, obviously, every now and then you do. Like, I went to high school with two people who yeah. started dating in middle school and are... My parents met when they were 16. And yeah, and they're still together, still so together. it does happen, but it's not common. It's not, yeah, it's, it's not the norm or really... And I do like that they had a main female character who was of that age who was like, yeah, no, statistically speaking, we're not going to end up together, and I don't want to deal with this because there's other things that are way more important and way more interesting than just dating. Yeah. And I thought that was great. No, that is a good point that they, like, they acknowledge it, but they don't, like, really focus on it. No. They, everything else is the focus. Yep. Which I liked. Because I don't even think they do that with adult TV shows. No. Romance always ends up being, like, the central focus, I feel like. Yeah. Which is, romance is fine, but, like, there, there's more to the world than, than Just romance. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the costuming in the show? Costuming? Uh, I'm, like, kind of obsessed with it. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm as obsessed with it as you are. There's some, like, obviously, like, there's the one dress that everybody is, like... I think it was mimic- a great vintage dress, personally. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where I get that idea that everything's vintage, is because, like... My actually favorite scene with that dress is when it's in, like, that the window shop. That's my favorite scene, and I was too. Like, wow, that's beautiful. Because not like it doesn't look beautiful in her. Like, obviously, she looks fantastic in it. But when it's in the shop, the way that they showed it, you're like, ooh, that's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, other than, like, the, uh, the uniforms, which were, like, ridiculous, but, like... Kind of on par for what the school's yeah, about. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like, it's almost like making fun of, like, Harry Potter... It, it like, is, but, but the uniforms I don't think are close to Harry Potter. It's no. like well, prison cell, jail cell uniforms, the 1980s Beetlejuice, yeah. tuxedos. See, I, I thought they were an exaggeration of some of this stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of stuff in there that's parallel to Harry Potter. Yeah. They have a school full of magic kids. <laughs> yeah. There's one. Um, 
this school has different houses that have a competition yeah. that they fight with every year. Yep. Right? So, like, there is definite parallels to it, uh, for sure. Um, but I don't think that's what the uniforms were. I think they were supposed to be, like, a play. Like, it's, it's supposed to be, like, a circus or, like, reminiscing from the 1980s Beetlejuice kind of styles. Gotcha. That kind of stuff. The, there, there is a lot of Beetlejuice in there. Yeah, I mean, and, like, the coloring, I think, really is what makes you think of Beetlejuice. But, like, I do remember those, those stripes. Gotcha. In the Beetlejuice uh, world. I do remember, like, and the circus had a lot of those, not those same colors, but the same kind of, like, design. Those really thin stripes for the skirt. Yeah. and So it is something that I think that they pull from. And you got to remember in the dance that Jenna Ortega does, I mean, she kind of put that together. She choreographed that. But a lot of that is from, like, 1980s goth kids club dancing. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I also thought it was funny that they, there was, like, the, the stoner kids that were actually, like, they were, like, monsters that turned to stone or something. I don't think you actually saw it in the... No, the stoner kids, I think, were the werewolves, weren't they? No, I thought they were, like, another type of... Because that's the reason, like, the one guy didn't show up for a date because... Oh, they were gargoyles. They're gorgons. Gorgons. What are gorgons, exactly? Medusa's a gorgon. So they turn people to stone? Yeah. They have snakes on their head. They turn people to stone. Oh, because he looked in the mirror and he turned himself to stone. Yeah, because his hair was out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's that's hilarious. So that's why he's always with the beanie. All right. I I, I get that. I I I don't know why I said gargoyles. When we said stone people, my brain was like, gargoyles! But no, like, gorgons. He's a gorgon. Yeah, I I didn't know what a gorgon was. Yeah, Medusa's a gorgon. Okay. Cool. I like that then. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I like that they have sirens. I like that they have vampires, but, like, the vampires aren't really overtaken. I like that they were werewolves. But, again, like, it's not really, like... Because vampires, and I feel like vampires and werewolves overtake the story all the time. Yeah. Right? And, like, sometimes you'll have mermaids, and sometimes you'll have sirens, um, and they can overtake the story. But usually the narrative is vampires and werewolves. Or, yeah. like, demons. <laughs> the reason... And, like, I love that, like, Edith is, like, a, uh, a werewolf that can't change into a werewolf. Until, right. Until the very end where she needs to to save Wednesday. But I think like, I think it was supposed to be, like, okay, a stressful, like, a really life or death stressful situation where, like, everything is hanging on you and your friends doing this thing. That's what unlocked it. It's, I think yeah. the moment was supposed to be. But, like, I do like that they're, like, commenting on, like, a, a toxic pack mentality. Because I don't think they were just commenting on the toxic pack mentality. I think they were trying to, like, show that, like, sometimes family networks are like that, where it's, like, supposed to be, like, oh, you're a family, oh, you're a group, you're supposed to be like this, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to accept this. So for the the pack, I love for Edith in particular, for her pack, the reason why she can't, like, become a werewolf, she's like, oh, this sucks, because then I can't get a mate, I can't find a mate. You know, I'm never going to be able to wolf out and hang out with the pack or be part of the pack. And it kind of, like alludes a little bit when they have a family day to how like some family structures are like this where like it oh, yeah, is the family and the you ride or die for the family yeah, kind of thing. You're right. I, I and it's like even I'm though they're thinking the wrong like mindset. Um, but like yeah, you're right, like the mother <coughs> is putting a lot of pressure on her to, to And like, it's kinda toxic and then and like you're supposed to just accept that. Yeah. Whereas like I think now our generation and Gen Z are you know, kind of going away from that, where they're like, look, if you're, it doesn't matter if you're family or not, like, I don't yeah. know. You know? But I do like that they portray different kinds of family, right? They have the son from a rich dad who never shows up because he thinks his son is a disappointment. They have Bianca, where she, her mother is kind of emotionally manipulative and abusive, and she ran away from her mother, and her mother finds her kind of family where it's, like, super toxic, and she's trying to break away from it. Yeah. We have the Adams family where, yeah, they have some problems in it, but they love each other so much that they're, they're ride or die, yeah. right? But in, like, a healthy way. Yeah. In, like, an oddly healthy way. And then they have Enid's family where they expect you to be ride or die for them, and it can be fairly toxic because they expect you to be a way other than who you are. Whereas in the Adams family, and it's all, like, contrasting with each other, whereas in the Adams family, they accept you for who you are. So I did like for Enid's story in particular... That it wasn't just like, oh, she is a, a werewolf, so this is just how she is. It was a, a little bit of a different story than what they normally portray for werewolves. Yeah. I, I actually really like that, just to get back to what I was originally trying to say. No, that, that is a good point. <laughs> and I, I like how that, like, Wednesday 
even though she like is very cold and like very just as uh, Enid says like just doesn't give a fuck right she doesn't care she actually has a very good moral compass and like if, if she sees some a good person like being put down or like she'll stick up for them seeing the wrong thing happening or someone taking advantage of the situation she like tries to make things right right and she is pretty loyal to her friends in a very odd way maybe yeah. not in a way that they would prefer but she shows her love language differently than they do you know like she would stick up for them in a fight yeah um yeah I hope I made sense of the whole family conversation because I think I started and then I think COVID brain hit and I got confused a little bit and then I was trying to explain it and then I went back. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I understood it. So hopefully okay. it, make, it comes clear through the podcast. Yeah. I do like that they didn't just have the main vampire werewolf witches thing either because were there witches? I don't think so. What 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 is Wednesday? She's like a psychic or... Um, I think I think she she has premonitions. I don't think that, that doesn't make her psychic. I don't okay. think. I do not know because I don't. I <laughs> that don't might know. be part of like the stick. Of, <laughs> like who knows what she is? She's, she's she just could Wednesday. be she could be a witch because her ancestor was a very powerful yeah. witch and her mother said that and they said in their bloodline she is considered a raven with her premonitions. So that might make her psychic. I'm not really sure, um, but she can see visions of the past. And I guess visions of the future too. Okay. You know what I mean? Where it tells her information about whatever situation yeah, and then she like is going on. Certain objects she gets like. Yeah, I I, I like I, I I like they had but they had I like that they had sirens and gargoyles and yeah. there wasn't just like I like that they had shapeshifters. Yeah, because I don't even remember much from the vampires. They had, I think they they barely were even yeah. there. Yeah, barely. Um, <clears throat> and then who else did they have? I don't remember pixies. Did they? I think so. I can't remember. Yeah. I don't think they did. That's thing. I hope they, like, expand this. Yeah, I, I, I would really like them to delve more into, like, the other types and stuff like that. Like, obviously, they're probably going to add in a vampire. They've already got a werewolf. But, like, yeah. you know, it would be really, really cool if they delved in and had more. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I just love the quirks of the characters, like... Like, the werewolf that can only, like, get the nails, and that's it. And then, I don't know. And I love when her nails come out. They all stay the same painted shade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so great. I love that. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. If the, like, the bee, the bee guy, he just, like, he can communicate with bees, right? Yeah, Eugene just communicates with the bees. And the guy that tried to kill her, uh, what the fuck's his name? I don't remember. Anyway, uh... That he was like... Jekyll and Hyde. No, no, not that one. The original one that was killed by the Hyde. That's why I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that character. Yeah, but I love that he had, like, telekinesis. And then the throwback to Jekyll and Hyde, right? And they're actually... They made them a species. (laughs) It wasn't just, like, a mad scientist that created himself into a monster. They made the Hydes into an entire species of being, which is really, really cool. And they still throw back to... Uh, Jekyll and Hyde, where they're yep. like, yeah, it could be chemically induced or it could be traumatically induced. There's which... a lot of like Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, tons like... of, tons, tons and tons and tons of Edgar Allan Poe. I don't know. I don't. I actually didn't like look up who created this, but I think they might be like a big have a big old hard on for Edgar Allan Poe. I don't know about you. Um... <laughs> yeah, like if you like creepy old timey stuff, like this is. <clears throat> well, it's not even just old timey. Old, yeah, it's it's. It's got a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's got a little bit of everything. So if you like anything that's like a teen drama, which are really popular right now. Yeah, they are actually. They're really, really popular right now. Um, and then if you like anything that has to do with like creepy stuff, murder mysteries, monsters, magic, fantasy, any of that would probably it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it's hit funny, your buttons. Now, now, now that you mentioned it, I remember like how much of a missed opportunity this was to come out around Christmas time rather than, like, Halloween. Yeah. Like, this is... They, they, they should have done this on Well, they had so much shit going on, coming out on Halloween. Them probably doing it later on actually was better for them. them more on, but... Yeah, because... And the reason why I say that is because it, it may have been buried. Like, yeah. people probably were excited to see it, but not as many people probably would have given it a chance. Yeah, because there's always so much Halloween stuff going on yeah. in October. At the same time, like, yeah. And then there's always something someone misses. I'll give you that. So maybe, like, one of the seasons will start, like, October 1st or something. And then... I don't know. Probably uh, not. We'll see. 
I mean, no, I think they did a great job at this show. I feel like we are forgetting something. I don't really think we talked about how the the how they set up the friendships and stuff like that in this, and how even though there was like a queen bee, she didn't end up being a queen yeah. bee. Yeah. I think this show is just unique. Yeah, because like <clears throat> I think that's again why you do have to watch it first beyond the first two show episodes. Because I, I remember like when I, when you first are introduced to the Bianca character, she seems kind of just like. The popular girl that everybody she's loves. She's literally introduced could, to Queen Bee. Yeah, she's called the Queen Bee. Yeah. Might have come off or something like that. That's starting to fall off or whatever. But, like, yeah, she's kind of bitchy. Yeah, she's kind of competitive. Yeah, she's always been, like, at, on the top of the school socialite world. But I do really think they did a great job because, yes, her and Wednesday had a feud, but it wasn't a feud for who's more popular. It wasn't a feud because, like, <clears throat> Wednesday sure up hated her. It was, be- it was a feud because Bianca saw her as a threat mm-hmm. with a guy she used to date and clearly still cared for and had a lot of relationship issues with <clears throat> because he didn't trust her because she had a siren song. And he and I could, un- I could understand why he feels this way. He was always worried that, like, what if he was feeling it wasn't true yeah. because of that, you know? Which means there's never going to be trust in that relationship, so it was never going to work. But she still cared for him. So she saw her as a competition for that. And then I think their natural competitive natures ended up making them butt heads all the time. <clears throat> and I think uh, Wednesday's personality rubbed off the wrong way. But eventually they became, f- like, friends. Yeah. Like, they didn't... They, they learned to work with and actually like each other to a degree. And, like, have, like, a respect for each other that they could not have had... And a lot of other teen dramas. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's, like, one of the, the weird things about the show is, like, without even trying, like, Wednesday finds a way to, like, kind of, like, break down the barriers of the school of all the, the kids in the school and, like, really rally everyone together for, like... I don't even think it's break down their barriers. I think it's because she's so frank and upfront yeah. and doesn't, like, she doesn't, like, bullshit or, or really lie. Yeah. Uh, all that much. I mean, she does, like, make fibs here and there, but, like, she's usually pretty upfront with everything that people kind of don't really have an option but to take her as she is. Yeah. And I think by doing that, it throws off the way that a normal, like, teen drama would go because there is no you trying to be seen as something else. There yeah. is no the no, main No, she's character. not trying to be anything. She's just trying to, like... She is who she is, and she does she what she want wants. She doesn't want to be there. She's yeah. just there because <laughs> her parents made her go there. And because, well, the court mandated it. <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah, that's, but, but no, I, I think that's cool because they, they do, not just with Wednesday, but, like, with each character, they just kind of, like, peel away the layers and, like, you kind of get a real reason, like, why each character is the way they are. Yeah, I mean, I don't like the secondary love interest, the one that Bianca was into. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Uh, yeah, I forget his name. Yeah, eventually COVID brain will come back. Yeah, he, he, he's, he, he's the one that you, you think is the monster, but he ends up just having, like, <clears throat> visions of the monster, and that's why he paints them. Yeah, I, he's annoying. Yeah, he, <laughs> I think he's annoying. I think you can be broody in these shows and stuff like that, but I don't like them as the main male, like love interest and the reason why is because i feel like it ends up just bringing the main character down yeah if it's the main like like the main character for the in the vampire diaries it just brought her down like i feel like it just brought her into this dark place that she didn't have to be into and it's because for some reason they set it up so that this girl fixes the guy that's broken and i feel like it's a really toxic thing to portray And I love that they didn't go with him as the main choice. And I do love that by the end of it, he ended up kind of showing that <clears throat> literally the end of the show, <laughs> he yeah. showed that he wasn't just dark and brooding, you yeah. know? And I do like that they put him in therapy, but I I do like the choice that they made with the romantic interest. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think, like, at the end of the show, like, she really doesn't have any romantic interest, right? I think they kind of allude to the mopey boy maybe being. Yeah, because he gives her the phone and, like, he's like, oh, my number's in there. It's like, maybe he'll text And, like, maybe text me. And, but, like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it seems like it's more. 
I, I, I think it also kind of seemed like more of like, I forgive you. Yeah. Okay, we'll be friends. I don't think she'll ever go down that road, though, with him. Because I just can't see him being her type. Yeah. They, they just, I, don't, I don't think they work together. He's the woe is me. I'm the victim. Everything's so hard. Character. Why won't you love me? I'm doing all these nice things for you. Yeah. Like, nice guy. And I don't like that. I don't. And I feel like that's how he he plays. No, I, I get you. It's like it, it it's where being mopey turns into being Ma- manipulative. Yeah, yeah. What did you think about the main love interest? I do love that they made him like <sighs> one of the villains in the end. Yeah, I like it because like you did actually kind of like his his character because he was like. He's just a genuinely nice. He dude. seemed like a good guy. Just his dad was the <clears throat> ass. Basketball cop that was kind of take trying to take down the the like the what do they called them? I don't remember. I'm tired. Yeah, I forget too. <laughs> um, but I think. But that that does make a compelling like a good twist where like I didn't really see it coming. I kind of did towards the end because they kind of like obviously like they like, set it up. But when, when you first for the first half of the season, you think he's just kind of like. For most of the season, the first two thirds of the season, I would say. Yeah. Um. It wasn't until like the last two episodes I think we had an issue with him. Yeah. I mean, I think the reason why is up until the point where he was like, and he wasn't hinged. His character at the last episode was literally evil. Like he yeah. was unhinged. Like I a will crazy say person. that actor did a great job of like just turning. He did an amazing <laughs> job. <laughs> like, Holy shit. Uh, he did a great job. Because even though after you like, already realize like he is the bad guy, and he has that one scene like where they're in the police office, and he's still trying to convince them like, look, she can't do anything to me here. I just want to talk to her. And you're just like, friend. you're like, okay, so how is he the bad guy though? Does he actually know that the monster is inside of him, kind of thing? Yeah, the fact that he you can... still want to root for him. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so like, like a gold star for that actor just to to give he you. He did like, a great job. He literally. And I like how they showed what his personality would have been like without the hide. Like, if he didn't have the hide, which is what I think caused him to be insane, yeah. is from what I'm understanding how they portray that, how, how they explain that. Um, he probably would have just been a really normal, nice, like, dude. Yeah. Like, he was very accepting about a lot of things, and it did seem like he genuinely liked Wednesday for who she was, and all of her quirky attributes, and yeah, he got frustrated with her sometimes, but he realized that, like, that was who she was, and it was either accept her or don't. Yeah. And I did enjoy that up until the point they made him the bad guy. <laughs> and yeah. then when they made him the bad guy, he was really great at that, yeah, too. Yeah, he was great. He, this, and he was, like, so <coughs> good at being the bad guy that I was... I, at first, I was like, maybe it's just, like, the uh, kind of the, the teacher behind him that's kind of, like, really, like, the hand in the puppet that's, like, kind of... Well, she was. This. She was. But then he does it so good that you're like, oh, maybe he's really just... Yeah. Evil. He escapes at the end, so we'll find, I guess we'll find out. Well, he doesn't... You don't see him escape, but it's definitely alluded that he does. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll find him. We'll see him in the next season. I, I Honestly, that actor, I've, he <clears throat> made me really think about the... Um, remember Odd Thomas? We watched Odd Thomas. It made yeah. me... He kind of made me think of that, guy, that actor. That actor was so, like, all over the border <clears throat> with his acting. Like, he did Odd Thomas. He was in Star Trek. He was a good actor. He was a really good actor. He kind of makes me think of him. Yeah. And he kind of looks like him, too. That is, that is true. Yeah. Because he was one of my favorites before she passed away, but, like... Yeah. The other thing I wanted to uh, to point in there, I do like that... I, I feel like they took every trope you could have with a teen drama and, like, a high school full of, like, weirdos, mm-hmm. outcasts. That's what they call themselves. Outcasts, yes. Yeah. That's, that's At a high school of out, outcasts that has, like, magic and mystical creatures in it, they took every trope you possibly could, <laughs> and they made it work. <laughs> like, I don't know how they did it. Because sometimes it's, like, really, really cheesy and, like, really, really bad, but they did good. They did a good job. Yeah. They have the murder mystery. They have a main character who's a female who's a badass. They have uh, love triangle upon love triangle upon love triangle. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so even, like, Eugene is a character that, like... I, he has a thing for Enid, and Enid has a thing for someone else. Yeah, like, I almost, like, wish, like, he's, like... But he, even he's, like, a little, like... He's a little too obsessed, but, like... 
Not at the same not time. Not at the same time. I think it's just genuine, just like, he doesn't know how to... <clears throat> he's not social. Yeah, he's not. No, doesn't know how to social. But once she, like, actually turned him down, turned him down, like, he took it. Yeah. And he took it well. Yeah, so I, I think uh, just, like, each character, again, like, they seem like a very cookie-cutter character, but they aren't in some I, ways. They, it's very... They do, they do all the tropes. They yeah. do all the stereotypes. And then turn them on their head and I don't know like they did stuff that's like not normally done right they 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 have um like a queen bee but she ends up being a friend with a main character instead of an enemy yep right um so they took all the tropes and they made it work and they even turned some of the troops on tropes on their head like and, and made it work yeah yeah, like it's just it it's it's like kind of like goes against the grain, but but also like it doesn't. I wouldn't really. I don't know if it necessarily goes against the grain, but it definitely it's stereotypical with a lot of things, right? Yeah. They have a lot of things that they're stereotypical with. Like you do have like a quirky best friend. Yeah, in it. Yeah, there you go. Um, you have the love triangle for the main character. Which is like a love square. Who's who's the square? So they have Wednesday Bianca, because <laughs> Bianca oh, likes the right, one guy. Right. Yeah, the yeah, one guy yeah, likes yeah. Wednesday, and Wednesday likes someone else, and that guy likes him. And then um, <clears throat> Bianca doesn't like Wednesday, and Wednesday doesn't like Bianca. And the two guys don't like each other either. So <laughs> yeah. like they had a love square. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a little. It's a little bit of a love square with an X in the middle, but. Um, <clears throat> It, I, I like that they, I like that they, they had all those tropes in it. A private school, you know, where she's technically the outcast, but then she quickly rises in the ranks. That's a trope. Right? But yep. they, it, they made it work, and they made it, they did things differently, too. Like, they made Bianca and her friends. She ended up with no one at the end of it, you know? The guy wasn't her main focus, uh, they didn't have that toxic pack mentality or family mentality for the person who plays the werewolf, whereas they usually do have that as a portrayal for the for for werewolves. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they took all the tropes, but they also like established them as a trope and kind of meandered out of the lines with it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Like no one has all the tropes. Like they're set up as like you'd expect, but then they kind of like meander they kind of go out of the lines yeah they go out of the lines but like not each one you feel like is a good resolution for each character yeah it works for each one yeah. that they have no i think that's that's really cool with the show just like again each each character you feel you get some insight into ours and i think that does like credit to the writers for actually like writing enough about each character to like give you enough story and background Here's my curiosity for the next season is, is Enid going to indulge in pack activity or is she going to let it go and use uh, and view um, Wednesday as her own pack? Because in the beginning when she first met Wednesday, she really, really wanted to be part of the pack, have a mate, be able to find a mate. Well, now she's, she's dating a Gordon yeah. that she really, really likes, right? And she kind of accepted herself as she was and decided, you know what, if I'm not going to wolf out, that's totally fine. And she kind of viewed her group and her, her best friend, you yeah. know, and Thing and, and Wednesday. So I'm wondering, is she going to go into toxic pack mentality for the next season? Or is she going to reject that way of life, continue to be on odds with her mother because she rejects that way of life and <clears throat> be herself still? Yeah, no, I think that will be her biggest challenge is like... Now that she can wolf out and... What will she decide to do? Like, what, yeah, like, her family versus her friends, basically. I, I wouldn't even say that. Like, the traditional way of life for her way of life with werewolves or something that would not be traditional for a werewolf. Yeah. So more of, like, does she want to be more herself or does she want to just fit Independent in Independent or pack. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's... I like Enid not just because she's butterflies and rainbows and and kind of my uh outlook on life but she also just like i i think she's a very interesting character like 
she's the supporting actress, obviously. And but she also has a lot of depth to her. She has like a lot of interesting story with her. Yeah, <clears throat> she has a lot of like everything, you know. And she does have some talent with writing. Yeah. Where it's even though it's like a gossip column, like she could go somewhere with that. She doesn't have to necessarily be dependent on the pack anymore. Whereas she felt like in order to feel accepted or feel as part of something, she had to. And then she went away from that. So I am... <clears throat> now, I think it like it was the perfect moment. Oh, she got what she wanted. But I think it's going to cause more problems for her in the future. Whereas if she didn't ever shift, may have actually been better for her. Yeah. Because it seems like she was very comfortable with like... Who she was at that point. Who she was, like not being able to fully shift, but she accepted right that. Right before that, yeah. And like, she was fine. But uh, now that she can, it'll be more, more territory to explore. Yep, and I think, um, oh god, I'm having a brain fart. Straight brain fart. With Bianca, there's definitely a lot more to explore. Oh yeah, I can't wait to see what goes on with yeah. her family. Yeah, because like, it, obviously like there's some dark thing that like her mom wants her to be part of with the sirens. Well, it's not her wanting to be part of with the siren. Her mom and her stepfather, I guess. Her mom got married to the guy. Uh-huh. Uh, they're in, like, a cult. Okay. They're, they're starting a cult. They're, like, she's he's using the mother's siren song <clears throat> to convince people to kind of go into this, like, okay, self-healing, so... he- self-like, whatever cult that goes through, like, an app, and I guess they would do meetings and stuff like that, where, um, and, like, they take all their money, basically. Kind of like a cult would do, obviously. Okay. Um, and then, so her mother's siren so- song is drying up, probably because she uses it so goddamn much. Um, and so what they're trying to do is force Bianca to come back. To, so she can help them. So she could, they could use her siren song and use her as a tool to get more people in the cult and more money from them. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think I, I just didn't pay enough attention to the details because I only watched it once through, but... I, I I knew that from the first time I watched it. Okay, <laughs> I guess I'm just uh, not I'm not very observant. Um, I also like read a lot when I was younger, uh-huh. and like I really liked stories, and stories all have plot points. Like I could probably pick out like what might happen in the end of a lot of TV yeah. shows just simply because I, I I used to read so much and watch TV and movies so much because I like I like stories. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I like stories too, but I didn't re- read as much. But I think like reading, you do get more in depth into the into the side characters and kind of like the other overarching. Not always. Not always. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, um, Bridgerton, you didn't get much. No, <laughs> not really at all. I would say for the show too. I think um, they did a really good job with the with the what they the way they set up the mystery too. Like you did, it really it felt like a Nancy Drew mystery a little bit. Like you went in and out like. Of crazy things that you had to speculate, and then eventually you found your bad guy at the end, and then your bad guy. Oh no! Surprise! Not just one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the the mystery aspect of this was really cool too. Like it, it did put you into that. Like it, it's very fitting with like the the Adams family. Like right. And I love I love they just didn't do mom, dad, brother. You know, they had. Lurching it. Think was the thing was there. They had um, wasn't the grandmother for like a hot minute. I might have been in like very beginning. The grandmother. You don't remember the grandmother from the Adams family? I remember. <coughs> well, I don't remember if she was shown in this or not. They had Fester in it. Uncle Fester. Uncle Fester. Yeah. And, you know I, what I mean? The, I, it's interesting the way they like portrayed him. Yeah, I didn't really like the way they portrayed him all that much, but I also, in Adam's Family Values and, like, all the... In the 90s Adam's Family, I did not like the way they did Uncle Fester at all. He was, like, super, like, whiny and weak and not him... Like, he didn't... He wasn't proud of who he was, which I did prefer more for this Uncle Fester. Because mm-hmm. I feel like with the Adams Family, the whole point of them is for you to just be, like, happy with who you are and be accepted for how odd you are. Yeah. <clears throat> and they don't think they did that in the Adam Family movies that we grew up with. I, but I do think they did that with the show. I just think, um, I think they made him supposed to be, like, this international, like, 
robber or whatever, but then he did like really dumb stuff that would get anyone caught. Yeah, he. he <laughs> you know what I'm he saying? Came off, he came off as like a used car salesman. <clears throat> right, a little and, like, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I was like, I, I wish they kind of just did that a little bit better. But I think, I think it was he. I still enjoyed seeing him in the yeah, show. Yeah, it's nice that they like because I. I in the beginning, I was like, Where, where's Uncle Fester? Like, what's Uncle Fester doing? And you can right. get an answer. Like, maybe there's going to be more to him in later seasons, but... I have a feeling he's probably going to pop in and out yeah. all the time. Yeah. Because that's just what... What he, what, what he does. What he does. Yeah, so... And the thing's awesome. <clears throat> thing needs to be there 24-7 like all the time. Like, like subtly, like, I, I actually want to know more about Thing and what he's... Because he's supposed to be, like, isn't he like a dead uncle or a relative or something? They are not sure. They even said it's one of the great Adams Family mysteries or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. like he, I, I want more on things story. Like they alluded to stuff here and there, and like he can't talk, right? So I just want like it to come up in like regular conversation, like oh this or whatever, so I could hear more about things. I did like thing a lot, even though thing was just a hand. I what loved him. It? Is is it from the Adams Family? I don't think it was in it either. I think we're both thinking like oh these characters were in it. And I think it's because we're getting confused from a lot of the stuff that... Yeah. I, th- I think he was. <laughs> but I, I don't know if they'll, have, they'll, they'll do something that, that ridiculous. You want to see something really funny? What's that? The guy who plays Lurch in real life is actually really good looking. <laughs> this is... Who, they... Who's Lurch? Lurch is the big, like, Frankenstein-looking, like, character. Oh, wow. They did a really good makeup job. I would have <laughs> never recognized him. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, he's like he, he. I mean, not that he looks bad as Lurch, but he looks like just like dead. dead. He looks dead. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like a zombie. Um, they did a good job. I think they did a good job overall. Yeah. No, the the casting, the the writing. I even like like the set design was beautiful. Yeah, they did a great job. Yeah, you really did feel like you were in like it, it, like even though the concept was so ridiculous, it seemed like it it it's, fucking worked yeah it worked it just fucking worked they did a great job <laughs> like it's, it's believable yeah like you're, you you're you could take your mind outside of the reality and just like put yourself in this world with, with wednesday adams in this nevermore school honestly if we did a rating for this show like we still did rating systems like we did in she's not a slot yet i put this at like a a nine yeah like I, there's obviously some things that you they could work on right yeah but like I, I would say this is about as perfect as you can get with a tv show yeah, no, I, I think I'm definitely around like an eight, just because I, I think I just wanted to see more, <clears throat> basically just because I, I, I think there's more to grow. Um, I think I think I wanted to see more of the family itself, even though this was supposed to be a yeah. series on just Wednesday. But I think the problem with just doing a series on one of the family members is that the family sticks together and that they are like all about each other and loving each other. And accepting each other for who they are. So it makes it hard to watch a show where you don't have the whole gang. Yeah. But they still show up so much and enough that it's like, okay, this works. Yeah. And like, I, I remember, because like two hours ago, I just rewatched the last episode just to kind of like give me a quick refresher of like everything, how everything was resolved and like the different characters involved. And like, it's just a fun show to watch. Yeah. And I do like that they had like the big, big bad that came out from, like, the villain <clears throat> end up being, like, I like how hypocritical it was, is what, how I want to put it. Okay. So, they are supposed to be like, oh, you're an outcast because you do magic and you're a monster. But she literally kills people and reanimates their body parts to reanimate the <laughs> bad guy who uses magic to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and, and like I love like the the one little line that like the uh, the the original like Puritan guy or whatever Krakow Krakow yeah he turns her's like shut up woman and she's like oh wait, wow thanks she was like heroes. never meet your heroes yeah like but like I do I love how hypocritical it was that they like the villains that they but they, they did what they did yeah they even borrowed. Goody Adams' original spell book. Yeah. To do what they did, and it's like, can you not see like you, where you are, where where you are saying one thing? Like you're, you're, yeah. And you're being hypocritical. 
and doing the thing that you're telling them that what they're doing is bad. Like, I do you see it's where like, the line that you're going over? It's like you're afraid <laughs> that these people with magic are going to use it against you. So what you do is you steal the magic and use it against everybody. Like, yes. Like, okay. <laughs> do you see the problem here? <laughs> I love. I loved that. So they did a good job with that too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. Uh, I cannot say that I'm disappointed by the series whatsoever. No, and I really can't wait to see what they do for the next season. Yeah. Um, and I do like, I, I like the beginning to the end, honestly. I love that, like, the boyfriend ended up being the bad guy, and there was another bad guy, and then the big, big bad was, like, a dead dude that they reanimated. <laughs> like, I love that. I love all of that. That was great. They did great. Yeah, and, like, I, I don't know, I, I just love all the different characters, and, like, as I said, like, the, the, uh, like the older cast was really well and some of those characters don't seem like they're not coming back for the second season which actually kind of makes sense probably because there's a budget but uh yeah like I don't <laughs> think I think well Christina Ritchie probably she's she's pretty popular in yeah. like cult movies and stuff like that so in that aspect she'd probably be expensive but like cult movies yeah, yeah. how much can you actually charge for Gwendolyn Christie on the other hand was in Game of Thrones <laughs> She was in Star Wars. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, she was in Star Wars. She was in fucking Star Wars. Um, so, like, right there, that woman's gotta be expensive as shit yeah. to to. Yeah, and like bring on. And uh, who was Morticia? I'm drawing a blank. Catherine Zeta Jones. Catherine Zeta Jones. Okay. Jesus Christ. Yeah, she's she's been in everything. She's super famous. Even Luis Gomez is like a is a well renowned like comedian. He is. Yeah. That's actually his last name. Guzman, yeah. Guzman, okay. I, I just, uh... And I was going to say, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. But Catherine Zeta-Jones was, I think, a good choice for this. Yeah. Like, she... Remember her in um, Haunted, that movie that we watched, where they had Catherine Zeta-Jones and Owen Wilson. Yeah. Um, And the house, like, eight... Owen Wilson's head. Remember when the lion came out of the, sh- the flue and like yeah. bit his head off? If she was in that too and she was kind of dark in that movie as well. Not okay. as dark as the yeah, movie. Yeah, and I think, I think that's why like I didn't recognize her the name right away because like she's this like dark ethereal character. But she has and, been like, dark in other movies yeah. before. But she's also like shown as a sex symbol and Patricia Adams in, in like the in the goth world and like people who like horror creepy thing creepy world uh-huh. is a sex symbol she is yeah you know so it, it them picking Catherine Zeta-Jones as Morticia it's perfect perfect yeah like you could not pick better cause she has been a sex symbol her entire life and not only that but she pulls the role off beautifully yeah and I think that's what's so like <clears throat> cool about the way she plays it it's like they don't really do her up as, like, the sex symbol. They kind of, like... I mean, the dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a creepy dress, yes, but the dress is very sexy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they do do her up as a sex symbol, but they also give her more depth. Yeah. They give her more, you know? Yeah. And I think they've always kind of given Morticia Adams more. And, and anything, even in the Adams Family Values, she was a sex symbol in that, too, but she still was more. Yeah. You know? So, and I think that, I think Catherine Zeta-Jones did a great job. And I think uh, Christina Ritchie did a great job. I was actually disappointed that they didn't make Christina Ritchie Morticia Adams. Not that Catherine Zeta-Jones didn't do a great job, but I feel like Christina Ritchie would also make a really, really hot <laughs> Morticia Adams. I like I like that. that it, 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 that's very fitting. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a full circle moment. But full circle. But if they decided to do like I, a, I'm also like disappointed that like her character. I, I guess like she could come back, but like oh, her character is probably gonna come back. Yeah, because she walked away. She didn't die. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, Joseph Crack Krakow or was it Crackstone? Crackstone. Whatever his name was. Yeah. He died. Obviously, he was don't destroyed. ask me about names right now. Yeah, no, COVID's uh, fucking up with my brain. Because usually I'm like, no, how do you forget their name? And today I'm like, mm, I don't know, no one's name. <laughs> don't even <laughs> ask me. Um, <clears throat> no, I, I think um, 
I think she might come back. I think her and the hide is going to come back. Yeah, because like, and I, I think they may end up showing to be part of a bigger group, which is the reason why Wednesday got the text that she got. Yeah, because like I want to see her come back as like not just playing like the dorky teacher as like a cover up, but like actually being like in her full villain yeah. era. She's in, does she play a lot of villains? She's Her played bad guys before. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. She's played a lot of different parts. Okay. A lot. Yeah, I mean she's been in so many like She's movies. been in so many movies and she does an amazing job. I think one of my favorite movies I've ever had seen her in. Um it's where uh it's basically like she's in a car accident and she wakes up in a morgue and she's talking to the mortician who convinces her that she's dead and that this is what he has to do with everyone who dies. Like that, she's like that. With everyone that when they die, that he has to get them ready for their resting place, right? Uh. And then by the end of the movie, like you find out, actually she's alive, and he killed her. He literally mentally fucked her to the point that she actually believed that she was dead. Wow. And he buried her alive. Whatever movie this is, I want to see it. It was a good movie. I can't remember what it was called, but I'll, I'll have to I'll define it. It was a good movie. <laughs> she did, And she did an amazing job. And it was the guy who did <clears throat> um, Taken. What the fuck is his name? He was the main villain in that movie. He was also the main psychologist in um, Haunted. Okay. Or The Haunting is what it was called. Liam Neeson. Oh, okay. Liam Neeson. Yep. It's also in Star Wars. Yep. It, oh, I didn't get that one earlier. It's... He, they did it. It was a really good movie. Okay. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. What are we obsessed with at the moment? What are you obsessed with right now? Well, I I do have to mention I did just book a, uh, a trip to Europe to see Star Wars Celebration. Uh, Dan's always obsessed with Star Wars, so, <laughs> so that's, see you guys that's nothing new. But I actually <clears throat> booked the flight because we were going for four days in COVID. I was bored, and I uh, went yeah. to go do it. And uh, I did finish the Willow series. I loved it. I, I we're gonna watch it next week or next month. Unfortunately, hate <laughs> it. But I just I I want to talk about it and have someone else see it to talk about it with. And what else is going on? Oh, there's a The Last of Us series came up, came out on HBO. It's actually pretty good. So far in two episodes. The Last of Us. Why does that sound familiar? It's a PlayStation game. Yeah, but they have it as like a series now? Yeah, they started a series. And it sounds familiar. What is the series on? It's it's like a zombie apocalypse where they're like... No, I know why. Because I saw... uh, Yeah, I saw the... uh, Yes, I saw the commercials for it. Yep. I was not interested in seeing it. Yeah, so I think those are my, my three big things. Um, I don't even know if I have three. Yeah. Uh, Poker Face. <laughs> Poker Face, that's, that's uh, actually... I watched, I was like, because I'm a huge fan of Clue. Like, Clue's my favorite movie in the entire world. And then when Knives Out came out, they were like, yeah, this is kind of like an iteration on Clue. And I was like, this is fucking fantastic. Love this. Um, and then they did The Glass Onion, which was like... Clue and Knives Out plus Agatha Christie on crack. And I was like, yes, thank you. And the guy who does uh, Knives Out and the Glass Onion, the director, um, did Poker Face. I was like, of course I'm going to have to fucking, of course I'm going to have to fucking watch this. And like the first four episodes dropped and I had them done the day that it came out. Like the second I woke up, I was like, mm, I mean, I'm, obviously I have it's COVID an and we're quarantined. Series, I started but... after she started and like I watched the first three and I wanted to save the last one until like another one comes out. You can't. But I couldn't. You can't. It's just, it's so good. The, and the actress in it, I fucking love her. Um, she was in American Pie. She did Russian Doll, which is another one that I like, really, really like. Another show I really like. Um, and she just, she killed it. Like, she's really good. They have an amazing guest star cast. Like, an amazing guest star cast. Uh, even just from the episodes that I've watched already. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's very well put together. Do I have anything else that I'm obsessed with right now? Not really. Getting uh, over COVID. <laughs> getting over COVID would be nice. I'm, like, perpetually tired. Um... 
And then I think outside that, I really have to like think. Like I don't think there is anything else. I mean, I'm. <clears throat> I really don't think there yeah, is. It's yeah, it's on the top of your mind. It's probably not that interesting. But... Yeah, it's not really like the only thing that I'm really obsessed with right now is Poker Face. Like I can't wait till they come out for the next episode. It comes out like every Thursday or something like that. And um, maybe maybe knitting right now. I'm just like knitting a lot, but I'm also like. We've been quarantining for the past five days. Uh, today's day five, so I really didn't have anything else to I do. I do love the scarf for knit, your knitting for me. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, and then, other than that, like, it's my normal obsessions. Like, it's my normal obsessions. Like, there's nothing else that's new. I do, I do want to do, at some point, like, a whole... Episode by episode for Poker Face, watch Clue, watch The Glass Onion, watch Knives Out, read an Agatha Christie book, maybe put a Stephanie Plum novel in there, just to show how, like, <clears throat> stuff that we had way back when um, kind of influences things yeah. that we see now. And that's, like, the best example for it, but that'll probably, I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool how, like, murder mysteries, like, usually know. <clears throat> it's everything, though, since murder yeah. mysteries. Yeah. Like, uh, Frankenstein is a great sci-fi novel of the of the time, uh-huh. right? It set up a lot of stuff that we do now. A lot of horror is set up in the same way. So, you're, I can hear your stomach from here. <laughs> I might be a little hungry. <laughs> <coughs> All right. Um, other than that, like, there's really nothing I can think of. My dogs. <laughs> yeah. Our puppies, they're, they're <laughs> batting down with the hatches in the hatches with us. I mean, we tried foster, we tried getting another one, but it didn't yeah, work. He didn't like, we didn't have a, he didn't like our retriever. Yeah. Well, um, other than that, we will talk to you guys next month. We'll be unfortunately <laughs> talking about Willow. If you uh, love the show, I, I, I will, uh, He'll defend it for you. I will not because I didn't even like the original movie. <laughs> I didn't um, like the movie too much either. Like I, I liked it. That is bullshit because this man has watched it when he was sick as a covered thing. Okay, maybe. <laughs> no, it's it's Lucasfilm. It's it's. I I'm not a huge. I'm not a fan of Willow. I don't think I've ever been a fan of Willow. It's just never been my thing. And I feel like the show, if they were doing good homage to their fans, is probably going to be something down the similar path for me. So we'll see. Yep, we will see. I'm just kind of curious of your take on it. But anyway, we'll see you. Yep, bye. Bye.